What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. The Dan York Show Newsmaker Line, sponsored by Seekonk Supply. Greg Amore is the Secretary of State here in Rhode Island. Thanks for making a couple of minutes for us here. My pleasure, Bill. So what have you heard or seen so far just in terms of, we obviously we have the turnout tracker that we can take a look at, but in terms of uh, has it met your expectations at this point, understanding that a lot of people are just getting out of work right now and maybe heading to the polls, but uh, things seem about what uh, you would have projected in terms of turnout? Yeah, I, I think we had hoped for about 20%. And I think we may be on track to hit that 20% number. Um, you know, it's, a, it's unique. Uh, we don't have anything to compare this to, so it's very difficult to, to figure out what to expect. What would you say when you look at this race right now in terms of voter fatigue? Just, again, this is obviously an opinion question, nothing to do with your official duties, but is this, um, you know, are, are voters at a point right now where, you know, the energy may have been sucked out of the room a little bit by a Democratic primary in this this race that was pretty highly competitive. And, you know, right now it just may not be the moment to, for, for the energy to be there for an election because it doesn't feel like a classic election day in any way, shape or form. That's for sure. No, I, I think this happens in any special election where there's not a significant uh, uh, happening in regard to the outcome. So if this if this would have determine the control of the House of Representatives or if it was a Senate uh, special election. Um, you know, I think it might be a little different. Um, so, so, yeah, I think this is pretty consistent with any special election where you're going to get um, a much lower turnout. Uh, but I, I do think there's voter fatigue in general just because of the nature of our politics these days. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really important discussion that we, in general, should be having more and more of in terms of, you know, the political environment has made it almost – it's like when you you peak too soon as a as a sports team. You know, you're a baseball team. And you have an unbelievable August or early September, and then by the time you get to the playoffs, you don't have that same energy, that same momentum. It's almost like that in a way with just po- politics right now. The energy. Are you ready for hard hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture people dating each other for the press ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch every so often and by every so often i mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired the ben shapiro show on youtube or wherever you listen she is just you know it's just filled with so much negativity and and stress that when it's actually time to go to the ballot box you know you lose a little bit of energy i would say yeah, and it's, it's followed up by a, a competitive election cycle prior to this in 2022, where the CD2 uh, race was very competitive. There was a gubernatorial race, mayoral races. Um, so it's, it's, you know, right on the heels of that. And so, yeah, it's, I, I think fatigue is a natural part of the special election process. John Marion over at Common Cause, obviously outside of your purview, this, this comment here, but he writes that he was at the Rhode Island Board of Election meeting today 
and that they're trying to certify the Congressional District 1 result as soon as uh, practicable because of the looming government shutdown and the need for the winner to take part in a possible vote. Uh, your comment on that, anything that is that does that catch you by surprise or in any way, shape or form? No, in fact, we would expect them to meet as soon as possible after the seven day certification period and and get the election certified and get that message uh, uh, sent to the House of Representatives. There is precedent, past precedent uh, uh, across the nation in special elections where the unofficial result results are delivered to the Speaker of the House. Um, and if if the race is not close, uh, they can actually act and have acted on that in the past. So our office is prepared to send unofficial results uh, to the House of Representatives uh, as soon as we can uh, tomorrow morning. Um, and then we'll let the House of Representatives decide what they want to do with those unofficial results. But we expected the Board of Elections to meet uh, as, as soon as they possibly could after the seven-day certification process. So in theory, it's possible that after tonight we have that, that unofficial uh, winner, so to speak, delivered, certified as, as soon as possible within seven days, and that whoever wins tonight, uh, assuming it's Gabe Amo, let's go ahead and, and I'll just use that as the example, Amo could be sworn in in eight days from now? Correct. Correct. And I, I don't. I try not to assume anything. I don't know yeah. if the, anybody predicted the Texas Rangers would win the World Series. <laughs> that, um, so, so it's the, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I think everybody is cognizant of the fact that you have a looming government shutdown. Uh, you have a very tight margin in the House of Representatives, uh, and uh, we want to make sure that Rhode Island has a representative in, uh, in this case, his seat um, as soon as possible. And the Board of Elections agrees with that. 38,493 in-person votes uh, cast today in Rhode Island, 6,179 mail ballots, just about 16,000 early votes. Total turnout is at 60,576. That's basically 15%, and we're just at the point where people are getting out of work, so you'd expect those numbers to go up. Interestingly, uh, overall turnout right now, strongest in North Kingstown, Providence, East Providence, Cumberland, uh, following up. Talk about some of the other special elections that are going on on a statewide basis, because that number, that 60,576 number, that 14.9 percent, that refers to the entire state, not the uh, not the District 1 race alone. Correct. Uh, the, the District 1 race has about 53,000 in turnout thus far. Um, but, you know, I, I think this reflects on communities uh, engaging in robust debates about uh, whether or not they want to spend money on uh, major uh, construction projects in their community. We also have the Senate District 1 race. Uh, that is a, a, a CD1 race, at least in part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I, I think North Kingstown surprises us all uh, because uh, they are leading in total turnout when you look at our vote tracker. Um, but that, that's, been a, that's been a robust debate in that community about uh, these initiatives. Speaking with Secretary of State, Greg, that's encouraging. That's encouraging because we we most often see referenda questions, uh, you know, kind of move right through in general elections, uh, whether it be presidential or midterm. Uh, and, and lots of times there's not this kind of interest or turnout uh, for a special election referendum question. Right. And then after the fact, you hear, oh, how did that happen? And well, you voted for it or you could have voted for it or you could have voted against it. But yeah, it sort of escapes the mainstream or general conversation. Speaking with Secretary of State Greg Amore, just uh, one more question here for you today in terms of uh, 
and appreciate your time very much. On I know it's a busy day for you, and uh, certainly, uh, you know, calling into the radio, we we're glad to have it so that the the state can hear your insight into all of this. My 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 last question though is, um, you know, when you look back at this entire process, and I'm not necessarily asking you to get offer commentary here on whether or not. Uh, former Congressman Cicilline should or shouldn't have resigned uh, when he did or anything like that. But the process itself, do you feel like we're getting, we're getting a. Are you ready for hard hitting observations? Reality remains reality. No matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds when the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. A, a It's working out in a way that the state is, you know, not being hurt by the decision made by Congressman Cicilline. In other words, the candidates that were put forth, the process, the amount of people engaged in the primary, the amount of people engaged in the general election. In general, when we get to, let's hope, eight days from now and the new congressperson is sworn in, has the state at least recovered, not in terms of congressional standing, understanding you're going to have a rookie versus a highly, a high-ranking member of Congress, but are we in a position that is fine moving forward? Well, we're going to get to do this all over again a year from now. <laughs> right. um, so, 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 yeah, I mean, I, these are these are unforeseen circumstances and you do the best you can to make sure that we have representation as quickly as we can. Um, and we, we you know, we count on the, the candidates to get the word out as much as our office and other elections officials. So, you know, it's it's not it, it's not um, surprising to me that that you have this type of turnout. Um, but I, I do think. You know that voters uh, have been paying attention. Uh, I, I think they're, you know, they're, they're engaged, um, and we hope, obviously, that uh, uh, next year we get a much higher turnout. We know we will because there'll be many more um, uh, elections on the ballot. Um, so, you know, I think we're we're in good stead, um, and we're go- we're going to have representation soon. And, and I, you know, this is a little off topic, but I want to make sure that before I leave you, Bill, we thank the folks who are working at the. Um, polling locations today you know these are the unsung heroes of our democracy they're there from you know six in the morning till uh, nine o'clock at night uh and without these folks uh our democratic process could not work and, and i want to thank them all publicly because they they work really hard at that uh, and these are our neighbors our friends these are not ideologues these are not politicos these are people doing a job that is necessary for our democracy to work Completely 100% agree, and thanks to all the polling workers out there. Secretary of State Greg Amore, thanks for your time, and happy Election Day. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.